That's right. If you're wondering what the hell is going on, hello, I'm Dave Juskow, and Happy New Year. That's the new theme song. I'm joking, of course. Happy New Year, everybody. No, I don't know. I was just like, what am I going to do January 2nd? I don't want to do my usual show because it's in the middle. This is the time I take a break. I'm like, I want to kind of make it easy on myself. So I just said, well, let me just do a little half hour action. So there's something coming out on January 2nd. And I said to myself, well, again, you know, I'm teaching. I'm doing all this stuff. I don't know. I, I was like, the second class that I have coming up is like, I'm going to explain the 80s. <laughs> like, I know we already did that with 1980, whatever stuff. But anyway, long story short, I am talking about syndicated television in the 80s because it leads up to just everything we're going to be discussing that I'm coming up with. And we'll go back to the usual format. I'll tell you everything about the week normally, but I just wanted to wish everybody a happy new year and say hello. And it is uh, January 2nd, but technically recording this in 2023 from the past. I'm not ready for 2024 yet. So I won't be ready until January 9th. And then we're going to come back. We're going to hit you hard. It's going to be awesome. And then we just keep going until May. Unless there's a little interim show in February, because I might go. I might go to Tampa. I don't know. Billy Joel and Sting are going to be there. I, I don't I don't know. when thinking about it. Anyway, that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is what is that from? What did how did we open today's show? That was an old syndicated show. That, of course, I was obsessed with, obsessed, called Out of This World. Now, how many people remember that? These shows that they used to have in what they called syndication back then might have had, a, if you in the city, on Channel 9. You know, they were like Saturday nights, and I don't know, maybe I wasn't doing anything on Saturday nights because back then I was usually only doing comedy on the weekdays, so I was always free on the weekends. That's why I've told you before that, my friends who moved on always, I, I just kept losing friends on the weekends and I had to make more friends because they would start performing on the weekends. If you were good. Now it's different. Now, for some reason, there's a whole bunch of shows on the weekends and people are free on the weekdays. I, right. I don't know what happened anyway, that show, I was just looking up that girl who used to be, obviously that's why I started watching it. Cause there was like a pretty girl called Evie on the show out of this world. The premise of course, that the the, the 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 little girl is a product. I mean, now she's 50, so I can talk about her. It's okay. Turns out we we're about the same age. But uh, she was the product of Donna Pescow, who you might remember from Saturday Night Fever or maybe from those Capital One commercials with John Travolta. That's right. She was in Saturday Night Fever. Come on, Tony. I, I thought we could make it. No, we'll make it when I say we're going to make it, right? She played Annette. I knew that she could. And then she was on the show and married somebody from outer space. And then they had a kid who had magical powers. Now, already, I'm obviously sold. I mean, it's between that and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. There's these little blonde girls with powers. Well, Dave Juskow's in. I don't know why. It's just the way it is. But there's one particular episode that is the reason why I remember the show fully. What was my favorite show for a long period of time on this podcast? Does anybody remember? Do I see any hands? It was obviously called Dog with a Blog. A dog with a Blog, the most classic of all shows, was a talking dog show. I like talking dog shows. Everybody knows this. As you know, after the Puppy Bowl this year, 
I will be on a talking dog show. In fact, I'll be playing a talking dog. Do you remember when me and Dino Stamatopoulos did the show at the Comedy Cellar? What was I doing? We were talking about me playing a, a, a talking ch- chimpanzee. You know, he was playing a talking dog. I was playing other roles. So I was playing a talking sheep and a talking lamb. The point of the matter is, come the Super Bowl Sunday, I will be playing a talking dog on TBS. I will be playing the head writer on the show, Stupid Petrix. I will also be playing a talking bunny. And uh, I think that's it. But that's the important thing is that's coming up. That's what you have to look forward to in 2024 in the world of Just Get Out of the City. All right? Huh? Huh? All right. Anyway, there's this one episode of Out of This World where they get a talking dog. I think the father gave her a talking dog. He was only in one episode. I don't know what that's all about. And I don't remember what the story is, and I don't know how I can find it. Maybe I can, but I just don't give a shit because I'd rather prefer to remember it in my brain. And, and, and there's one episode where the, the dog, she leaves the dog at home and she goes out to a restaurant and she calls her house. And I guess the dog picks up and she's just calling. So what's going on? He's like, oh, nothing. They, she just, I don't know who wrote this show, but she just called not to check us. She's just like, so what's happening? And they were just having a conversation on the phone. I'm like, see, I want that. That's why I got a cat. I thought I could actually give her a call while she's here and she would pick up the phone and we'd have a conversation. I've always said that about Calico, you know, my other cat, my other talking cat show where I call up and they're complaining because I left CNN on. Do you see what's going on in the world today? You know, with the voice of Tony Roberts. (laughs) I mean, it's insane. I think the world has truly gone insane. That's that. Well, you've got to relax. Turn on 90s television. You'll be all right. Listen, I like talking animals. There's nothing I can do. And this show, Out of This World, was absolutely horrible. Now, remember when I keep talking about these Hallmark Christmas shows and all this really bad acting. Well, that's all they had back then. And, of course, now it's just infuriating that for some reason I couldn't get a show. I auditioned for a lot of these shows back then. Maybe not that. That was a little before my time. But certainly, as I've told you, one of the other syndicated shows was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the television show, which I lost out to Peter Scolari, who's now dead. Well, how does that grab you? I guess I was too good an actor. To be in these shows. Oh, that must have been what it is, right? I guess that's it. <laughs> Meanwhile, probably the greatest syndicated show that we all know of our time would be Charles in Charge. The new boy in the neighborhood lives downstairs and it's understood. I mean, the fact that this show was so popular, and the question is why? Why is Charles in Charge still to this day hilariously popular and mentioned? Was it because of Nicole Eggert? I don't know. It's because of the stupidity 
Scott Bayo was we 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 worshiped Scott Bayo for some reason because he was Chachi in Happy Days, and long before that, he was you know in movies and shit like that. And then you know the idiot Willie Ames and all that kind of crap. But then Nicole Egger joined the cast, and we all knew she was going to grow up hot. And there were a lot of pervy guys like me, and that's the way the world worked back then. And it turned out Scott Bayo ended up sleeping with her anyway, so we weren't far off that she was definitely going to be hot. Just like with the Olsen twins and they had the countdown clock when they turned 18. I mean, it was like nobody seemed to care. I don't know. It's it just so weird. Everybody is in love. And we, and we like stupidity. And it wasn't just we watched for her because she was on there. It was just a, it was a stupid show. And it was mindless. And I don't know. It was just so stupid. We like these kind of shows. I mean, that's what this entire, that's my entire class is based on the stupidity of what the 80s was and the stuff that comes out of it and the people that got by. I mean, the fact that there is a Charles in Charge, the fact that there was a punky Brewster. Maybe the world is blind Or just a little unkind Don't know you can't be sure of anything anymore although you may be lonely and then one day you're smiling again every time I turn around I see the girl who turns my Punky. I mean, Jesus Christ! All of these uh, these theme songs are so long back then. I remember they were like just went on for hours. I remember they played them every week. It's like what TBS tries to do with Friends. They have that the opening, and they keep trying to get trying to get rid of it. It's so annoying. Now we know it took until I don't know the late '90s to figure out. Let's just not do that. It's annoying. Let alone have the skip button now, and they don't have that. Hello, punk here. I'm trying to get it right. George Gaines doing like uh, from Tootsie. Does Jeff know? Well, I never touched her. Dorothy, I love what you did with our scene today. That's my George Gaines imitation. A lot of people didn't know I did a George Gaines imitation. And that's why, again, I wasn't very popular in the uh, 80s. I should have been much more popular doing my George Gaines, doing my Ruth Gordon, all this kind of stuff. I mean, I should have been much more popular as a comedian. I mean, nobody was doing a George Gaines back then. Nobody was doing it. And besides, Brian, the evidence is all right in front of your nose. <laughs> That's hilarious, new Brian. Now do your impression of Punky Brewster's father. Punky. <laughs> oh, Punky. <laughs> oh, Punky. You have a dog named Brandon. <laughs> oh, Punky. Do you remember, I don't know whether you remember the uh, new W, you know, then they, they brought back some other shows like the new WKRP in Cincinnati. And of course, my favorite, what's happening now?
with the uh, keyboards, uh, the addition of the 80s keyboards, which, of course, you know, we all know from my the greatest opening song of all time that makes us all happy. those 80s keyboards i really do they're in everything and that's how they would jazz up a, a song until until the edge from u2 changed the mission impossible theme for the movie mission impossible in the 90s where it added more drumming instead of keyboards that i that must be the catalyst of what changed from the 80s to the 90s the, the mission impossible theme, the edge changed it all Man, there was uh, so many awful shows back then, and yet I love every minute of it. I am talking about, I don't know if you remember the show, check it out. I only remember because it was Don Don Adams, and I, I think it was a 24-hour a, a supermarket store or something, and it was awful. It, it, these shows were all unwatchable, but they defined the 80s. Welcome to Car. Special today, Rachel Mellon's Scoop for Dollar. Ain't it a pity when you're living in the city and I'm working in a grocery store? Making the dollar when the manager here. Oh, you're so lazy, you don't work here no more. Take advantage of our special today, Bob's Toilet Tissue. I don't even think I can do Oh my god! I can't even. I, I can't even subject you to listen. It's bad quality and it's also horrible. Yeah, and they explain. I do like when they explain the opening, like you know, in the Big John, Little John, which I, I'm I'm not gonna play. But um, yeah, there was that one with the great Don Adams and DC Follies. You remember that one? Wasn't that with uh, with Fred Willard? And I think it was it was it with puppets. I can't remember. And and it's a living. It's a living. I mean, that that lasted like seven seasons. I mean, they they all started on the network, and then they moved over. You know, like one of the local channels on Saturday nights. I mean, that was the thing. I always wanted to do a show on Saturdays at seven p.m. before everybody was getting ready to leave, because that's when it seemed like everybody was watching, and it seems like you just put on the stupidest shit. Then that's it's a living. They still air that today on one of those stations or something and it's like it's seven seasons it was and it was all they started with with angelian and then she got breast cancer and then it became even more popular and then she left the show for some reason maybe because of the breast cancer i don't know and then she was doing a show with the kid from vacation who it's like his name's dinky watch his family feud uh something like that, where she played a ghost and she possessed him i mean the 80s was a true 
free for all for not just movies, but television too. The idea was not a horrible one where there are these waitresses working at a high-end restaurant above like a rotating thing they have on top of the Marriott Hotel or the World Trade Center or something, but it's just bad acting and horrible writing and just the, the, the thing that made the 80s just awful and what it is. And there was that guy that played the piano, remember, and everybody thought he was Richard Klein which is an insult to Richard Klein. Oh, my God. What about this one? They often say she's an ageless wonder. Her lustful life makes this lady tear. I, I can't even I can't it's Madam's place do you remember this do you remember it was like a puppet show with Waylon Flowers and Madam and she had her own talk show remember she was so popular but how could this have happened <laughs> I think there's like 75 episodes <laughs> what the fuck and you probably don't even know it ever existed it's fascinating also mama's family mama's family just a sketch from the Carol Burnett show and I think it lasted like 10 years I mean, it was on, it seemed forever. And then like just kept running like Star Trek. I don't know if you've ever watched an entire episode of Mama's Family. Did I say Mama's Place or Mama's Family? But it's healthy. That's the worst show in the history of shows that should be erased from existence. And then remember they had uh, the Monsters Today where they were just bringing all these shows back the monsters today with I think was it John Shuck?
Oh boy. Uh, John Shuck. It was John Shuck. I was right. I, 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 I can remember these so well. And they always had a hot girl on it. So God, I think we were all suckers. It can't just be me. <laughs> That's the reason I'm going to watch. Oh my goodness. There was the new Gidget, the new monkeys. We already mentioned WKRP in Cincinnati. remember this one we got it made i i love these openings these 80s music and openings we got it made terry copley beautiful terry copley the it's it's a it's a show about two bachelors who hire a hot maid to clean their house you you wouldn't be able to make this today and they they just want to rape her i mean no i don't think that's it but it's like I don't, this is the beauty of the you just can't do this stuff anymore and yet we should because I, come on how funny would it be if i remade we got it made and I, me and David tell living together and we hired a hot mate. Well, now we're too old. And then, then it would be creep. But if we were younger, I, I think people No, it's still funny now. Well, if we hired an older one, maybe somebody in their forties, I don't know. Oh, that was a classic. I, I don't think it was on very long. I'm pretty sure I watched it because I, it's like I was making these TV shows. And my favorite, one of my favorite ones that me and Adele used to talk about, it, speaking of Adele all the time. Sick and tired about what's on television? What do you think this is, the love connection? Ready for a family that really sticks together? One for all and all for one. I am woman, hear me roar. A family just like your very own? Aouga, aouga. Your hormones are clearly out of control. What a family. What am I, Jack Lever? It's what a dummy. Get out the hose. Premier Sunday. Wow. What a dummy. We <laughs> used to talk about it all the time. What a dummy. What? How did this happen? I don't even, I can't even find out who was, whose dummy it was. I thought it was like maybe that guy from Soap or something, but it wasn't. No, it's a sitcom with a dummy. Again, I should be redoing these immediately. What am I waiting for? Oh, punky. Even back then, my memo always talks about every time memo leaves an email, he says, what a country, which, of course, is what Yakov Smirnoff used to say. And, and he had a short lived show called What a Country in the 80s. OK, your assignment for the weekend is to have as much fun as you can without breaking any of the amendments or the commandments. Well, that ruins my plans for the weekend. Okay, who wants to go to Danny's and get you brewskis? Well, I can only have one. I have to watch my figure. Oh, you can have more. I'll watch it for you. I can't believe that you and Julio Iglesias are both the same race. I would like to be drinking also, but tonight at 7-Eleven... I get to work the slurpee machine all by myself. What about you, Robert? Me? Oh, no, I could not. I should be getting home. Oh, come on. Let down your hair. 
this is as far as it goes. Yeah, just playing a little bit. I guess it take. I guess he's taking a class on America and culture. So it's a black guy, an Asian girl, a Spanish guy, and Yakov Smirnov. Let's go for some brewskis. What a country! It's fucking great. How much can I not wait to teach this course? I'm telling it. My guess is the kids' mouths will be open, and they will not be able to believe this. And I saved the best one for last, the absolute best one for last. This is the greatest show that was ever made in the history of television. The history of television, and you're going to remember it. She's a small wonder, a child unlike other girls. She's a miracle, and I grant you, she'll enchant you at her sight. She's a small wonder, and she'll make your heart take light. All right, and the song here. Nope. Microchips here and there She's a small wonder Brings love and laughter everywhere Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Small wonder. You know what I'm talking about. With Vicky the robot. I mean, this show had the worst acting in the history of acting, possibly. In the history of acting, maybe they did it on purpose because then it made the girl playing the robot an absolute genius. Oh, Ted, are you putting this on? That's a real kid, right? No, no, it's a robot. Oh, Ted, that's incredible. I, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Oh, yeah, yeah, get a load of this. <clears throat> what time is it, Vicky? When you hear the tone, the time will be 5, 43, and 20 seconds. <laughs> I'm Jamie. I'm pleased to meet you. I'm Vicky. Shake hands. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, this this show is so fucking bad. But it was the kid. The, the girl was amazing. She really turned out because that little boy was so obnoxious. God, I don't know what happened to him, but he was the worst. The dad was horrible. The mom was horrible. Everybody was so horrible. And again, you want to say to yourself, no, these people that made this, they mustn't know what they're doing. But then you say, these people make this. It's it. But again, all this needs to be remade by Dave Juskow Productions. It's so obvious that in 2024, we've got a lot of work to do, folks. That's today's show. Happy New Year, everybody. And I'll see you next week for the technical season premiere, the 2024 edition of Just Cow the City. Good night, everybody. Good night.